welcome to episode number 21 of the podcast series. I hope that you're doing well. Um, This podcast episode was meant to go up last Friday, but you know, well, maybe you don't know, but sometimes when I'm creating a piece of content, I create it, get it ready. I was actually sat there ready to press publish and it just didn't feel right. I wanted to give it a bit more space. I wanted to make sure that it was kind of as accurate and as good as it could be. So I scrapped it, I rewrote it, and that's why it's going up today on a Tuesday if you're listening to it today, or maybe you're just listening to it in the future and this is fully relevant for you. But regardless, thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I'm gonna be talking all about the ways that we measure and quantify our Instagram success. Now, I might be a bit biased, but Instagram has to be probably my favorite platform when it comes to digital marketing as a whole. Um, There's something about, for me, the way that it empowers us to connect with others, it allows us to share our own narratives in a really creative way, and also we can surround ourselves with community and with inspiration and with people who get it. And I always find that there's something new to try out, something new to learn, and something new to do with it, which is one of the reasons that I really love it. But despite this, I hear more and more from people who use it strategically, so people that use it for business purposes, that they find it a really difficult platform to use and they struggle to find success on it. It's a lot of the coaching that I do is around Instagram, helping people to understand, you know, what is their purpose on it? Why aren't they currently fulfilling that? And what can they do to get to that place? And no, this episode is not going to talk about the algorithm because I could talk about it all day, but I do not know about you. I am so bored of talking about things that are out of my control. I'm so much more interested in knowing how I can make a difference to what I'm doing with Instagram as opposed to just moaning about how Instagram is controlling me and affecting me. I'm bored of that. So this is the last time that you'll hear the algorithm mentioned in this episode. That brings me on to what I'm actually am going to be talking about today, which is discussing the metrics that we track our Instagram success by. And I know that metrics, it's the best word to use, but I find it a bit over fancy sometimes. What it basically just means is the values, the numbers, the figures, the elements which are linked to my Instagram and that I track and keep an eye on. And when I talk about tracking, please don't think that I'm some like crazy, crazy person over here with like 20 spreadsheets to track all these different things. I don't, you know, fill everything out every single day and put together a set of monthly graphs. I just have an awareness of the metrics. I don't write them down. I don't have spreadsheets. If you want to do that, that's great. But know that I'm not talking about that. I just mean have an eye on them, have an awareness of them, kind of look at them whenever you get the chance to and have that as what you refer back to when you ask yourself, how well am I using Instagram? How well is Instagram working for me? So that's all the Fafcon. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to Starting the Conversation. If we haven't met before, my name's Alice and I'm a digital marketing coach based in the UK. It basically means that I work one-on-one with entrepreneurs and help them to develop effective and sustainable online strategies. I'm going to be real. When I first started my business, Google was my go-to for all my questions and I was incredibly isolated. A job which I once loved was soon making me pretty miserable and I realized that something needed to change. You see, I truly believe that when we create community with fellow entrepreneurs and keep it real about what we're going through, being self-employed becomes far more fulfilling. So consider this podcast your go-to place for a good old mix of honesty and expertise. Listen in on open conversations with likewise women, where we'll discover their stories and also the learning curves which has got their business to where it is today. Also join me for solo episodes where I'll unpack a digital marketing or business topic, hopefully leaving you with some expertise that you can apply to your business right away. 
So now that you're up to date on who I am and what this podcast is about, let's dive into today's conversation. Now I'm going to start off with why I believe it's important to talk about metrics for measuring Instagram success, because it's not necessarily something that I've seen people talk about much or in discussion. That's probably one of the reasons why I really wanted to make this episode, because I truly believe that when we shift the way that we track and measure our effectiveness, and when we change the way that we view what we're doing, the way that we treat the platform and the way that the platform works for us is going to change. Tracking the right metrics ensures one big thing, and I think it's one big thing that we often miss out on valuing, which is that our Instagram fits into the big picture of our business. Yes, we can be led by likes and follows, and that might be what you're used to, but the truth is, likes and followers, likes and followers, yeah, that makes sense, likes and followers do not equate to success within your business. They might, but they don't. And they don't truly define Instagram working for you just because you've got followers, just because you get likes. And as each of our goals are very unique, so should be the way that we measure them and the way that we track them. Let me give you an example. If you're a shop and you have masses of followers and you have really high post engagement and you're like, great, tick, tick. I've got loads of followers. I get good engagement. I'm successful on Instagram. But if you're not getting any sales off the back of that and you're a shop, you're not truly using the platform for success and the platform isn't actually working for you. True effectiveness on Instagram comes when you're utilizing the platform to serve the core purpose of your business. I know that's wordy, but that's truly what I think we need to understand about Instagram. True effectiveness comes when we're utilizing Instagram to serve the core purpose of our business. So before I move on, I want you to ask yourself, what is the core purpose of my business? Let's put Instagram to the side for a moment and just figure out what does that big picture effectiveness really look like for you? Is it to sell a product? Is it to promote a service? Do you want to advertise an event? Do you want to grow a community? Do you want to raise awareness? There's so many different options. But really the first step to Instagram actually being effective for you before I even start to talk about metrics and measuring success is actually to know what's that big picture. And once you know that big picture, you can consider how does Instagram fit into that? So I want you to keep your answer in mind, keep these thoughts you're having right now in mind in the rest of this episode, because they're gonna help you to actually apply them to what you're doing. So let's first acknowledge that there's probably a traditional way that we're used to tracking our metrics and a way that we're used to tracking our Instagram success by. And I would say the two of those, which we very often link to effectiveness and are used to keeping an eye on, would be our followers and our post engagement. And by post engagement, I'm talking about likes and comments. But I think really we get stuck up on followers and likes because they're very instant and visual figures, which we are constantly showing, whether we're on our profile or on a recent post, they're right in front of us. Now, this episode isn't me saying that these metrics are not a good thing to keep an eye on because they definitely do measure a lot of things. You know, followers help us to understand our audience growth, Um, engagement on posts and likes and comments help us to understand how engaged our audience are and how relevant what we're posting is for them. But the major flaw in absolutely everyone valuing the top things of followers and likes is that it doesn't take into consideration, as I said before, that bigger picture. It's not unique to your business and it's not unique to the goals that you have on Instagram. I'll give you another example. If I'm a small town coffee shop and my mission is to market to local residents, 
having the big metric that I value being followers just isn't going to work for me. Because the reality is the pool of people that I'm advertising to probably isn't in its tens and hundreds of thousands. So actually I need to look at tracking something else to understand when I'm being effective and what I'm doing. In the same way, if my Instagram purpose is to sell products, purely tracking the likes and the comments that I get on my posts is pretty irrelevant to the core of my business. Yes, it tells me something good about what I'm doing, but does it actually make a difference in my business? No. And these metrics that I'm going to be talking about are all about keeping your Instagram intentional and truly effective to your business as a whole. So let's start talking about them. I've come up with five alternative metrics for you to measure and to value. And my hope is that they're going to help you to truly define if you've got an audience who are engaged with your content and what you're putting out there. And also if you're making a difference to your business as a whole through Instagram. Now, as much as I believe each of these metrics are really valuable for all of us, there will be ones which will mean more to your business than others. And what I mean by that is that there'll be certain metrics which really tie in with that purpose and that big picture that I've talked about. So as I'm walking you through these metrics, I want you to keep in mind that core purpose which I mentioned earlier and consider how each of these could measure and tie in with that. And you might just find one or two are really catered to that purpose that you have and that kind of big picture that you want to tie in. So let's start with number one, which is story views. Now, story views, pretty self-explanatory. It's the number of people that view your stories. And stories really is, we're seeing a huge increase in the popularity of them. I recently did a poll with my followers and found that I think it was like 75% of people preferred stories over post. So that tells us something really interesting that maybe our attention needs to come slightly off of just valuing our feed and also valuing our story and the metrics that we can get from that. Now, the number of people who view your stories actually indicates how many followers you have who are intentionally clicking on and viewing your content. Because unlike your feed, where you know your post automatically comes up because they follow you, people have to click on your face if they want to view your story. It's much more intentional and it actually requires a step from your followers. So therefore, looking at story views is a pretty good way of us understanding how engaged our following is, how interested they are in our content, and how many followers are not engaged or are not interested. And whilst there is no figure or number which is good or bad, it's all about looking at what percentage of your followers are viewing your stories. You'll notice here, and you'll see it throughout this whole episode, that I'm not going to talk about figures. Specific numerical targets, goals, or markers of success are not going to be talked about because they're different for everyone. Instead, I'm always going to be talking about that figure in terms of its relation to another number. For example, I get an average of 300 story views and I have about 1,000 followers. So my figure would be that I get 30% of my followers viewing my stories. Focusing on that percentage as opposed to focusing on the number helps me to put the statistics in perspective and and helps me to make goals which are realistic to me. If I'm with someone else and they're saying, you know, my goal is to get 5,000 views on my stories, it's ridiculous for that to be my goal because I only have 1,000 followers. So right now that isn't going to work for me. But actually understanding our metrics and understanding our goals in relation to the amount of followers we have is a lot more realistic and is going to help us to make goals which are a lot more specific for us. 
with anything, placing a number next to good or a number next to bad isn't going to help. Everything is relative. So aiming for 500 story views might be unrealistic for a small account, whilst at the same time it might be underachieving for a larger one. So with all of these, I want you to bring them back to you. It's very easy to see other people's accounts and think they have 20,000 more followers than me or hey, they get this many more likes or comments than I do. Focus on what you're doing and understand that everything you're tracking, everything, every number you're looking at is completely relative to the number of followers you have and what you're doing. Now back to Instagram story views, because as Instagram accounts, we can only see the number of views that our own stories get. And in order to make this episode, I needed to understand a bit more about what our story views are actually looking like. So in order to get a better understanding of other people's metrics, I asked my followers what their average views were. Now the results I actually found really interesting because there was a huge range in people's answers. I think the lowest probably came in at about 8 to 10%, whilst the highest was 45 to 50%. But I'd probably say the average sat similar to me, so around 25 to 30%. Something that I kind of expected was that business accounts who answered my poll reported of lower engagement rates, as in story views, to personal accounts, which I would kind of expect if you think a business account might have 10,000 followers who are, you know, buying their products and services and a personal account might have 500 followers who are their close friends and family. The personal one's probably a bit more likely to have people fully engaged and choosing to wanting to be into their content. But something that did surprise me is that bigger business accounts, so I compared a couple of people that answered that had, you know, 100,000 followers and then a business account that had 10,000 followers, there wasn't a drop in the bigger accounts um, story views that they were receiving, which is what I expected. I thought, you know, generally, the more followers that you have, and when you get into, you know, hundreds of thousands, generally your percentages are gonna go down. But actually, I didn't see that with story views, which was interesting. And what I realized from asking this is that there really isn't no right percentage to have, because it's completely different for everyone. But from what I've noticed, people were averagely seeing about triple the story views than the average likes they were receiving on their posts. So I guess that tells us something about where that kind of average might sit for both of us. I'm sure that off the back of this episode, you're going to go and have a look at what your kind of average story views are at. And I just want to give you a couple of pointers if you are going to do that. If the percentage of your followers who view your stories is under the kind of 10 to 15%, I'd question whether there's a number of followers that you've got who are either dormant or who are unengaged with your content. You might also see this if you get, you know, if you have a thousand followers and you get an average of like, you know, under 50 likes for all of your posts, that probably tells you that you've got quite a few followers there who are either uninterested in what you're posting or they're actually just not active accounts and they aren't people there. So that's one thing to consider when you look at that figure. The other thing is if your story views are dramatically higher than the likes that you get on your posts, this might indicate that your followers are a lot more engaged in your stories and your posts. And I would ask yourself, why? Do you tell a really different story over on stories? I didn't mean to say story twice, but do you, you know, do you share a really different message on stories to posts? Do you really hit a different audience on your stories to your posts? Is there something really different about the two, which is the reason why one is engaging more than the other? And that can be true the other way. You might actually get more likes and more engagement on your posts than you do on your stories. And that's an interesting thing to look at as well. Why is that happening? 
So that would be metric number one to track and be aware of, which is the number of story views you're getting. And I'll just say on the back of this, I had a couple of people say, you know, oh, I had some stories that had like two or 300 more than others in terms of views, I don't know why. Most likely that's gonna be because people are using either a hashtag or because they're using a location tag. When, what happens when you put a location tag or a hashtag into your stories is that it potentially adds you to the kind of worldwide story for that hashtag or that location tag. Which basically means that if anyone is, say, looking up Niagara Falls and they're looking on the Niagara Falls location tag, they are also going to see your story on there because you've put that onto your story. I've said story so many times, I'm kind of sick of the word already. But does that make sense? So that's just to look at, maybe have a look at five to 10 different sets of stories you've done and find that average, because you will find that there will be a jump when you've put a hashtag or a location on there, which is a good thing to do because it increases obviously the people that you're reaching. But it's just something to keep an eye on when you go and have a look at that figure. So on to metric number two, which again is about stories, and I'm already bored of the word stories, but that is the engagement you get on your Instagram stories. Now, similar to the previous metric, looking at engagement off the back of stories not only indicates who is intentionally choosing to view your content, but it takes it a step further because it tells us who is also choosing to engage with it. That's a whole nother jump. Someone viewing something is great, but someone choosing to do something with that comment or that with that content is even better and shows us so much more about how we're engaging with that follower and how that follower is kind of interacting with us. So this metric is all about tracking the percentage of story viewers you get in relation to the amount of people who answer your polls, ask you questions, reply with a DM, or maybe click onto a link that you've shared within your story. If you have a business account and you'll need a business account for a lot of these metrics that I'm talking about, you'll want to swipe up on one of your stories that you've posted and on there you'll see a number of insights. So you'll be able to see the number of people who have clicked on something. For example, if you've linked to another account or another post or another story or a location or whatever in your story, you'll be able to see how many of the people that viewed yours clicked on that thing. And also anytime that you run a poll, ask a question or use that weird slider thing, which I still don't quite know the purpose of it. um, You can swipe up to see how many of your viewers actually engaged with that. How many people clicked on the poll, did the slider or asked you a question. Now, all of these metrics are again to be measured as a percentage. This time in terms of how many people take the action in comparison to the number of people who viewed the story. If you're finding, you know, that a lot of people are generally just swiping through and aren't actually engaging with the stuff that you're asking them to do, for example, if it's a poll, that might say something in terms of, is that poll relevant to them? Or have you not written something on there which engages, grabs their attention? Are you just talking at the camera and therefore people who don't have the volume up aren't actually hearing what you're saying? And it's again, just like the last one, not the kind of thing that you want to have on a graph or a spreadsheet, or you want to make a monthly pie chart of it. But it's the kind of thing where you want to be continually just keeping an eye on it. If you do a poll, go back and look kind of 12 hours later and just see how many people viewed it and how many people actually engaged with that. Is that something I'd expect? Is that normal? And what does that figure tell me? Is there something I can learn from this? Or is there something that I can kind of say, you know, that did well because on average I get 50% people engaged and that one got 60 and that's great. So well done me. And really that's what all these metrics are about. I'm almost just wanting to empower you to tell yourself when you're doing a good job because it can be really hard to know when you are. With anything on social media, it's really easy just to 
put stuff out there, take stuff in and just kind of think, okay, that's it. I don't really know if this is working. But what I want you to do is to be in a position of power and know when things are working for you, know when you're being successful and be able to track that and know that, which is what all of these metrics are about. So on to metric number three, which is action taken. Now, this one I would say is gonna be the most significant, particularly if your intention with Instagram is to push people towards another website, whether that's your personal website, your shop, your blog, your whatever, your podcast, I don't know. Really, this metric is all about the physical action that people are taking off the back of what you're sharing on Instagram. Now, this metric takes uh, engagement one step deeper than the previous because really it requires someone to take a far more intentional step off of something that you've asked, said, or done. If you think about it, a follower clicking on your bio and choosing to move away from Instagram and towards your website, shop, blog, etc., is far more significant than them voting in your poll or liking your recent post. This level of action proves that they're willing to click away from Instagram and towards something that you're offering. And it's an incredibly valuable thing for us to be aware of and for us to know in terms of our followers' behavior. You see, if your intention is to sell a product or a service, getting a follower to visit your website or shop is surely the most significant way you can measure success. The same with if you're a blogger and your big picture is to get people to read your posts. A follower clicking on your blog link is far more valuable to you than them sending you a DM or liking your posts. And although Instagram does give you insight for website clicks in the past, I think it only gives you seven days, which again is in the insights on your profile. I would suggest using another platform and I use a platform called Linktree, which if you haven't heard of it, I would 100% recommend not only because it helps with tracking how many people have clicked on your links, but also it gives you a chance to house multiple links in one. And what I mean by that is obviously on Instagram, you have one link and you can talk about one thing. Whereas if you use Linktree, what it does is takes people to a landing page where you can house, you know, three, four, five, six, however many you want, different links that people can click through to. And like I said, the real reason that I'm talking about that is because it tells you when you log on to your account, how many people have clicked on which one. Or maybe if you don't want to use Linktree or you want to kind of take it a step further, you could observe the Google Analytics for your website and really look deeper into, you know, what are people clicking through to? Where are they going to from there? How long are they spending on the page? Where are they from? What's their demographic? Um, And get a lot more detail on that. So really it's about whatever works for you. But I could not suggest enough having an awareness of that. Say you do an Instagram story which promos a recent blog post. I want you to then go three or four hours later and have a look how many people clicked on your bio off the result of that promotion. Or maybe if you do a post which is talking all about your services and what you're offering and you know the slots that you have left for your clients this month. Off the back of that post, how many people went through to click on that? How is that click-through rate relevant not relevant, relative to the amount of people who saw and liked and commented on that post. Now onto number four, which is your page views and also your new followers. Now this is a metric that I've only really just got around to observing and having an eye on, but I couldn't tell you how much I wish I'd started doing it sooner. You see, if you've got a business account, you'll see that at the top of your profile, there's a figure for how many page views you've had in the last seven days. And I believe if you go into your insights, which again is on your profile, you can see the change in profile visits you've had over the past two weeks. So you can kind of get a comparison of whether it's up or down on the week before. Now, 
Let me just say this now, because actually the number of page and profile visits you've had, it's not a completely conclusive measure because those profile visits, although we wish that we just knew how many people were looking at our profile that were new followers, they can be both from current followers and accounts who don't follow you. So we do have to kind of take it with a pinch of salt that a number of the followers that are gonna be in that number are already following you. However, having an eye on this does help us to understand two different things. The first one is it helps us to understand the impact that third party promotions have on our page views. Now, third party promotions probably sound super fancy, but it's really, really basic. All I mean is when someone, I don't know, another tag, another account tags you in a post or you've been featured on a blog post and it links to your Instagram. Keeping an eye on the figure of how many page visits you have is going to help you understand how it fluctuates in accordance with those promotions that other people have done. Does that make sense? It's always insightful to know how many people actually come over as a result of you being, say, mentioned on another person's story or featured in a blog post, or maybe you're a guest on a podcast episode. And it can really give you that understanding of, you know, how many people did come over as a result of that? Is that something that's worth it for me? Is that something that I want to encourage people to do more? And the most likely answer is that it's going to be yes. It's kind of a surefire answer, right? The more people that you can get over to your page, the more likely you are to grow your audience, connect with more people, and therefore get that mission and purpose in front of more people. Now, the second way, and the way that I really use this metric, is for me to understand the relationship between the number of page visitors I get and the number of followers that I get that I gain. Again, if you head into insights on your profile, you'll find that you can, firstly, both get information on the number of page visitors you have, but you also get insight into your audience change. So although I'm sure, just like me, you kind of always know in the back of your head generally how many followers you have, that keeps a record for you and tells you how it's changed over the past week. And then you can compare those two figures and compare your audience change with the amount of profile views you've had and understand how many of those profile views actually translated into followers. If your page views are high, but you're not gaining many new followers, you may find that something about your bio or your feed is putting people off or maybe just failing to engage with them. An activity or exercise that I really love to do with my clients to help with this kind of thing is an Instagram brand test. Now, all it means is putting your Instagram in front of people who necessarily don't follow you or know your business for a minute or so, and then ask them what initial impression they get from that short look. Whether you find friends or family or, I mean, ideally a stranger, but I think that's a bit weird. Have them look at your Instagram and ask them, what's the initial impression you get? What does this tell you? What do you think I offer? What do you think I post about? What do you think my business is? Get them to look at your bio and your captions and the way that your feed actually looks. And then you can figure out, is that accurately actually telling people who I am, what I do, what I post, and therefore allowing them to make an informed decision about whether they should follow me or not? If you find maybe that suddenly you're getting a ton of page views but not many more followers, you might just want to do that exercise and consider what's the impression that I'm giving off? Is it accurate and is it compelling people to follow me? because you might just find that you learn something through doing it. And just with every metric, it's one that's incredibly relative for all of us. And you will find that it will fluctuate for random reasons, whether it's that you've been featured on someone else's post or you've been tagged somewhere random and you don't know about it. So it's not the kind of figure that I'm like, 
really, really deathly wanting to understand why I've got 10 extra that week. But it is the kind of thing where if it suddenly goes up, you know, 50 or 100 and I don't really know why, I want to understand that so that I can do more of it. And also so that I can do more to ensure that those people who are visiting my profile are following me off the back of it. Finally, we are on to number five. I actually feel like I've been talking for so long, but obviously there's just a lot to say on the topic of Instagram and how we kind of measure ourselves for success. But number five in terms of metrics is the quality of the engagement we get. Now, engagement, engagement, engagement. I'm probably, it's probably the biggest word I hear surrounding Instagram. And I think I know that because when I hear the word, I instantly think of comments and DMs instead of like the sparkly ring and wedding bells type of engagement. It's so jumped into my head that Instagram is something that we should value and it's something we should have and it's something we should give, but it's being talked about for a reason and that's because it's important and it's valuable. You could probably argue that all of the metrics that I've already talked about in this episode are forms of engagement. And yes, they are. But what I'm really talking about in this fifth one is the messages that we receive, both through DMs and through comments. And not the comments which purely consist of emojis or the DMs which ask us where our bags are from, but the messages and the comments which we get from followers, which indicate that people are reaching out to us and they really do have something to say. Because when we take away all the shiny photos and all the filters from Instagram, what it really is, is two people connecting. Two people choosing to connect with each other over a mutual passion, a shared experience, or maybe just curiosity. When we maintain this human conversation, we ensure that our Instagram is doing what it's intended to do in its most basic form, which is to connect us with others. Whether our intention is to sell products, promote events, or raise awareness, none of that can be done without that one core factor, which is people. I left this point until last because I truly believe it forms the foundation for anything that we're doing on it. And actually, if we all of these other metrics don't matter if we don't already have people and we don't already have connection. One of the real challenges that we face in valuing this as a measure of success is that it's really, really hard to track. I am not going to see myself making a spreadsheet to track the number of DMs I get and I am not going to be creating graphs to track the comments that I receive. If you want to do that, feel free, but that kind of detail and hard work ain't for me. But what I am doing is continually being aware of it. I'm noticing, you know, which posts encourage the most significant comments. Why are some stories getting so many more replies than others? And really what I want to look at is how, my, how is my behavior on this platform impacting the way that people connect with me? I want to get to the sweet spot where really I'm encouraging people to reach out with genuine messages, which are heartfelt, encouraging, maybe even a bit vulnerable, but just very real. And you might be thinking, Alice, I'm sharing my story. I'm encouraging others to do the same. I'm asking questions, but people aren't talking back. First of all, when it comes to Instagram, patience is a virtue. But secondly, maybe you need to be the one to start that conversation. Leave your complacency behind and truly engage with people that you follow and people who follow you. Instead of just thinking in your head, hey, I really appreciated that post, or watching a story and knowing that you felt the exact same way, tell that person. It's as simple as reaching out, risking feeling a little bit silly and just saying something that's true for us. I can't tell you how many times, you know, I felt like that kid in a school playground when they asked someone else to be their friend. 
and I've been sent out, you know, I've written out a DM to someone that really inspires me or someone that I've kind of been following for a while and I really love and I just want to send them something encouraging and I just want to reach out. And just before I press send, I always feel a bit nervous and I feel like that kind of nervous kid who's going to be rejected. But every single time I've done it, it's been the best experience. Because just as I would feel receiving a message like that, people want to be connected with. Connecting with others truly brings the joy into Instagram. I don't know about you, but if I didn't have it, then I don't think I'd be there. So my fear is, um, well, not my fear, my hope is that we don't get so strategic and intentional that we lose the best part of it all, which is other people and genuine connections with them. So there we have it. Today's episode, including five alternative metrics, which are going to help you to measure and maintain true effectiveness on your Instagram platform. I'll just go through them one more time. Obviously not explanations. I'll just tell you them in case you forgot. First one is story views. Second one is story engagement. Third one is action taken. Fourth one is page views and new followers. And the fifth one is quality of engagement. Now, like any of these solo episodes, what I'm sharing only becomes effective and useful when you put it into practice. So take some time off the back of this episode to look at your own Instagram and ask yourself a few questions. How am I currently measuring or defining my success on the platform? What's my big picture purpose? And how is my Instagram currently doing at serving that? And how do I need to shift my metrics and the metrics that I look at to accurately measure this? Now, I do just have something that I want to tell you about off the back of this episode, which might be interesting to you, and I would love to offer it to my podcast listeners before anyone else. Uh, In September, I'm opening up slots for my coaching packages again, which I open up three times a year, Um, and this is for my Social 360 and Social 180 packages. And these are my one-on-one services where I empower businesses and entrepreneurs just like you to develop and strengthen their use of digital marketing. I've totally been in the position of wanting to make an investment in my business, but it's always a decision that you want to consider carefully, think about, and know that you're kind of confidently making the right decision for you. So if you are in that place of thinking, you know, I think my digital marketing could do with a bit of help. I don't quite think I'm reaching the right audience. I'm not quite sure what I'm doing. I feel like I could do with a bit of help, a bit of intention, a bit of strategy. Then maybe my coaching might just be for you. And in order for you to figure that out, I'm going to be offering 30 minute trial sessions throughout August where we talk for 30 minutes. I can hear a bit more about where you're at. You can experience what it is to do coaching with me. And off the back of it, you can find out if my services and my expertise feels right for you. If you are interested in booking in one of these 30-minute trial sessions, they are limited. So head either to the link in my Instagram bio or just send me a message or an email. My email is hello at um, and we can get yours booked in. And I would really love to hear from you. Even if you're thinking it's something that you want to do in a few months or a few years time, I'd still love to hear from you and see if I can help you now kind of make that decision and see if it might be the right thing for your business. But that's all for today's episode. As always, thank you so much for tuning in and I will catch you this Friday for my next episode, which is a really exciting interview with someone who I loved recording with. So I will see you then or I'll speak to you then because I can't see you because it's a podcast. (laughs)